Hi everyone, this is Anna, and you're listening to my podcast on Heaven and Hell. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Heaven and Hell podcast. This is the Sunday Recap, and I'm here with my co-host, my sister, Christina. Hey everybody. And first item of business is that if you hear a little roar in the background today, it's because the heat was out at the church this morning, so, um, but the fire of the Holy Ghost was here, but it's not in this office, this office is cold. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got the space heater running, and I'm not going to turn it off, because my little toesies going to freeze, freeze right off, because I saw that the weather said it was going to be 60 degrees today, and in my mind, I thought, summer! (laughs) And I wore short sleeves, sandals, and Mama had to bring me a sweater, and my toes are frozen. Anyways, y'all wanted to know all that information. It was a great Sunday morning. Yes. It really was. Agreed. And I, last night I was laying in bed, and I was like, I'm going to start service. I'm opening service tomorrow morning. And I was thinking about what I was going to say, and I was like, Man, I've got something good. I do think it was from the Lord. It was scriptural. It was encouraging. I was like, it's going to be good. And then y'all started singing the songs, and I was like, oh, the reason I was thinking that <laughs> is because I put these songs in the system so I knew yeah. what they were singing. Because I was like, man, that went along perfect. Well, duh, because I knew what they were going to be singing. My subconscious yeah. plus the Holy Ghost put Brought it all it together. So we started our service today with our favorite scripture and we uh quoted a lot at the beginning of service which is this is the day the lord has made we will rejoice and be be glad glad in it and the song set was all about rejoicing yeah um which surface level seems like an easy thing to sing about yeah um enjoy and rejoicing is an easy thing to sing about when things are going good but when they're not it makes it a little harder. Right. Christina, we stopped throughout the so-, so we could start this um we could start this episode the way we started the last episode with weird things church people say. Yeah. Um again, and what do they mean? We couldn't think of any after our initial one last week. So this week we have a couple and Christina, I just wanted you to speak to um because you were up on the platform playing the piano and this is some, I know sometimes if you've never been up on the platform, maybe you haven't experienced this, but sometimes you can look out and you right. see whether people are checked in, whether they're engaged. And we had several places where we paused this morning and did some explaining of songs and some reading scripture. Um, do you feel like, did you feel like when you um, stopped that that needed to happen? Yeah. So um, I was in a service last night and the preacher said, Somehow I wish that the congregation could feel what I feel on the inside of what the Spirit is saying. And I felt that way um, from standing behind the piano. We were singing the line, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. And when I sang that, I thought of the Holy Ghost and the scripture that says, Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And the Holy Ghost gives us joy. Um, But as I was looking out at the crowd, I mean, I saw people singing, but 
was I had the question, is this registering to them? Yeah. Do they know what the river that we're talking about is? And so I explained that verse. I just took a second, explained that verse, and explained how we can have joy in the middle of sorrow, how we can rejoice in the Lord always because we have the Holy Ghost and it is His presence and He gives us joy. And after that, there was a shift. You could hear it. Yeah. You know, while people were singing and had their hands raised, after we had some a little bit a little bit of explaining, you could feel a shift in the service where it was like, "Oh, I get it." Yeah, and praising God with that knowledge seemed to turn uh, the tide a little bit in the service from my perspective. Yeah, that's um, it's something that I talk about all the time when I talk about studying the Bible. Is that there is a difference in worshiping, in reading about, in serving a God that you really know right. and one you've just heard about. Yeah. And um, so maybe there's some songs that you've just heard that you've just sang your whole life, but you don't really know what they mean. When you know what they mean, it makes a world of difference. So the things Christians say, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Yeah. Um, that's really weird. Um, it's a weird image. But it's not meant to be um, taken literal. It's talking about that living water is the Holy Ghost, is yeah, the, spirit the Spirit of God, of God. that um, yeah. that flows through us, and it does. It gives us joy. You, Christina, do you have the list of verses that you yeah. read this morning? They were so good. I just thought maybe you could read those. Yes, and I was on the way to. Of course, I picked songs for this Sunday. But as I was driving to church, these are the scriptures that the Lord laid on my heart, and it was just all scripture. One is, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In his presence is the fullness of joy, and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Then the last one, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I love those. Um, so the songs that just really flowed, there was some teaching that happened there, and I love it when that happens because what it means is that we're growing. Right. We're growing in our knowledge of God and in the Spirit. Um, we've, we're growing in numbers, too. Yeah, I, I'm always either on the platform or I sit in the front and I rarely ever look behind me. But I, like you said, there was one point today when I could hear right. the congregation behind me saying, I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds like a lot of people. Yeah. And I turned around and it was. It was a full house this morning. It was really good. Um, I want to jump in to, I'm, I'm not wasting any time today. I want to jump into the message because it was really good. Joseph preached on hope at the end of the rope. And he quoted FDR, who said, when you're at the end of the rope, when you're at the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. Yeah. And um, he read several scriptures. I'm going to read a few here in a second. But he talked about the knot at the end of the rope is hope. So yeah. hope at the end of the rope. And I think we could divide, tell me if you agree, I think we could divide the message into um, like things that build up our hope and things that tear down our hope right. or take away from our yes, hope. for sure. And so my notes are really scattered, but I'm going to try to stick to those two things. Um, Joseph read, and he skipped around a little bit, 
but I'm going to read them up front for purposes of the podcast so that we can refer back to it. He read Psalm 62, and he read from the Christian Standard Version, and um, the Christian Standard Version is not on the Bible app. Weird, uh, just side note, but the Christian Standard Version is a revised version of the Holman Christian Standard Bible, the way I understand it. So I'm going to read from that translation. Um, so this is Psalm 62, verse 1. I am at rest in God alone. My salvation comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will never be shaken. I'm going to skip to verse 5. Rest in God alone, my soul, for my hope comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will not be shaken. My salvation and glory depend on God, my strong rock. My refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts before him. God is our refuge. Selah. And we'll stop there. So why don't we just start with like the things that take away from our hope so we can end on a good note with the uh, things that build up our hope. You can start. Yeah, so he gave us three things, three main things that can take away our hope. One was panic. Uh, The next is self-pity. And the next is negativity. And he gave us, when he was preaching, he gave us ways that those three things can take away from our hope. And from that point, how we can hold on to hope. Yeah. Um, Did you write down, he gave like a little definition of each one. Did you get that? I don't think I, I didn't get it for all of them. So we'll just start with panic. And he said that panic was letting, it's like when you let your worry spiral out of control. Right. And, um, and when we panic and let our worry spiral, we run and want to find a way to escape. Yeah. And, uh, he talked about, gave the example of like, if you're in a public building, the doors open out because in case of an emergency, people are going to run out of the building and that that's what we do when we're in panic mode. Um, if fight or flight, if we're thinking about that panic will cause you, uh, to flight, go to flight mode. Right. Um, he gave this example of that during COVID, which this, this, um, statistic was, I'm not surprised by it, but it's astounding. He said during COVID 75% of people reported that they watched TV or movies every single day. And only 25% of people reported that they read their Bible daily. Right. And I think that speaks a lot to um, our culture and the things that we turn to when things get out of control. Right. Is that we um, we look for a means of escape. Yeah. Um, something that we can just turn our brain off. And, and cope. Yeah. And so Joseph brought this back to um, the scripture in Psalm 62 says, he alone is my rock and salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. And he talked about how um, the Lord is this rock that we can cling to. Instead of running from our situation, yeah. we need to run to, to the, the Lord, rock. to yeah. the rock, and he won't be moved. And so if I had like a one-liner from this section, what I wrote down in my notes was, um, God changes not. If you need stability in your life, Uh, get a hold of the rock, he will not be moved. Yeah, it makes me think of that um, saying people say, if you find yourself at rock bottom, you'll find that God is the the rock at the bottom. Yeah. So looking for him 
at the bottom and realizing yeah. he's the rock that we built our life on. He's the knot. At the, he's the hope yeah. at the end he of the rope. The yeah, the knot at the end of the rope. Okay, the next one was self-pity. Um, he talked about how God doesn't want us to waller in our sadness. Yeah. That wallering word. Just some transparency. It made me think about Grandmama and Granddad. Yeah. And I just remember Grandmama always saying, because Granddad can get a little sad. Yeah. And she said, he just likes how it feels to waller in it. Yeah. <laughs> and who doesn't Yes. like that feeling of just wallering in our self-pity and sadness? It is gratifying to the flesh. Yes. Yes. I'm glad you said that because I was... Um, I couldn't figure out how to spell Waller. Okay. My phone kept correcting it. I don't know. Well, how did I you wrote spell with it? pen, so I said W-A-L-L-E-R. That's how I <laughs> said it, too. Um, but I don't think it's a word. Um, I thought that this was, I don't know, it was convicting to me. Yeah. I don't know that I stay in self-pity often, but I've definitely been there, and I definitely would admit that sometimes it just feels good yeah. to have a pity party. And, um, what I think what was so convicting to me is that if I'm in a place of self pity, then I have my eyes on myself, right? I'm looking at the problem. I'm not looking at the Lord. And Joseph gave this example of us. Um, he told this story of a sailor who was a young sailor and had yeah. to put the sail up on the mast and he climbed up to the top. And when he looked down, at the deck below the people below, he got really scared. And one of the veteran sailors said, look up. Um, because if he looked back up, then he would get his balance. Yeah. He got his balance back. And that's what happens when we're in self pity is that we're spending so much time looking at ourselves and looking around at the, our problems that we don't look up at God. And when we look up to God, that's how we get our balance. Yeah. In my notes, um, I said, we turn our thoughts to the Lord. And Joseph talked about how um, he was in a place of uh, self-pity or panic last week and that he just prayed a simple prayer, Lord, help me. And um, we know our, I look into the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. When we look up, we're looking to our help. And sometimes we don't know the words to pray when we're at rock bottom. But a simple prayer of, Lord, help me. Three words yeah. are enough for him to, for us to put that burden and that weight and that heaviness at his feet and let him work in our life. Yeah, and he gave the example of Jonah, that when Jonah was in the belly of the well, Jonah was having, or the big fish, Jonah was having a pity party, and who wouldn't? Right. Um, but Joseph quoted this verse from Jonah 2, uh, 2 verse 7. It says, as my life was fading away, I remembered the Lord. My prayer came to you, to your holy temple. Yes. So, and then the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. So, sometimes all it takes is a, is a prayer. That's one of the things, If when we get to our list of things that build up our hope, an earnest prayer, Lord, yeah. I need help. And then the psalm, he took it back to Psalm 62, 7, my salvation and glory depend on God. Uh, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Yes. And then the last thing that takes away, I don't have any notes on this because I think this is when I went to the piano. So you'll have to uh, pull it out here for us. But the last thing that tears down our hope is negativity. Yes. And... um, Oh, I do remember what he said. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't write this down because 
he used my dad as an example last year or two years ago. It's been crazy. Two yeah. years ago, my dad was, di- our dad was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And so there were so many friends and family who lifted us up in prayer and were so encouraging. And, you know, uh, you know, I know somebody who, who went through that. It was just a surgery and then some radiation and then they were fine and, you right. know, live a good full life and all these encouraging things. But there were literally people who would tell, who told my dad, oh, I know someone who had that. They died. Yeah. Just like, God, thank you for your words of comfort. Yeah, um, I've had that same experience uh, when I finally found out my diagnosis. I won't say it on here in case anybody has discouraging words, but yeah. um, <laughs> I told I told it, and the, the my response was, "Oh, I know someone who had that, and they died. It was yeah. awful." Oh I was my like, gosh. "Oh God, I'm never gonna say I have that again. Yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> speak death over myself. I have a cold." Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. But people can be so negative. And that was the last thing that destroys hope is negative negativity and speaking death Mm -hmm. over our life and our circumstances. And I I think this is where he shared the story about looking up. Oh, that's the note. Oh, sorry. It goes for both. Yeah. I wrote a little thing in quotes. Keep looking up because I think it was granddaddy's first pastor that's ended the service that way every time and now my grand my granddad ended our service that way in many years uh, that he was our pastor but he would say uh, keep looking up yeah and what a wonderful reminder that we have hope in Jesus and it's easy to get distracted by looking at all of the things that are going wrong Um, and and Joseph kept saying we just need a win yeah. Just give me a win. But when we look at Jesus, we know we have the victory. Right. Um, he read the verse that says, I've heard this once, and you have said this twice. Yeah. And I didn't write the exact words of the verse, but <laughs> the two points that the Lord said was, I'm strong. Yeah. And I am loving. Yes. And so the Lord said that twice. I think it was to David. I'm strong and I'm loving. And so if we could anchor into that, and hold on to those two facts, then yeah. negativity disappears. Yeah. And this takes us into our list of things that build up our hope. And we've mentioned several already here. Um, remembering the word of God, clinging to the word of God and his promises and what he's told us. I'm loving. I'm strong. Um, and I want to touch back on the negativity part, too, that a lot of times. So a lot of times when we think about negativity, so self-pity is the words that we speak to ourselves that keep us down in that low place. Negativity sometimes can be, or a lot of times, is what other people are saying to us, listening to the voices of others and letting that tear down our hope. And that's, it's a good transition because the very first thing that Joseph said about something that builds up our hope is that is when we gather together as the church because right. our church is hope apostolic and he wanted to make the point that this message is not about a place hope is not a place hope is not this building hope is a gift that the lord has given us in what he did on the cross and the promise of heaven and by giving us his spirit but we do have hope um something that does build up our hope is when we come together and when right. we're an encouragement to one another and um, the Bible tells us to gather 
not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together and even more as we see the day approaching. So something that builds our hope is when we come together and we encourage one another. Right. And um, so that's just a good reminder to us too when we see someone going through a hard time to be a voice of hope and of positivity and not a voice of negativity to them. Another thing um, that is on this list of things that build up our hope, and these are things we kind of already talked about, was putting our hope in Jesus, looking up right. at him, and then an earnest prayer, just saying, Lord, help me when we're in a low spot. That's really the only things that I had on my list. Did you have anything else on yours? Yeah, um, he encouraged us at the very end of his message with Jeremiah 29 and 1, which we all know Jeremiah 29 and 11, but one gives us the context for that mm-hmm. uh, verse, that the people of God were in captivity when they received that uh, loving word from God. Um, and it's encouraging to know that even when we are in a very dark place, God has thoughts and he has plans for us, for us yeah. to prosper and to give us an expected end and hope. Um, the version that he read uh, instead of expected end, I think it said hope in a future. Yeah. Um, and so those are the, that's the encouraging promise. God has given us promises that we can hold on to in dark places. And he kind of said a quote from you, I think, and you said that wasn't what the quote was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was about, yeah, how hope is like the stars. Yeah. Uh, you see them the brightest when the night is the darkest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, I wanted to end with this anyways. Our friends, um, Sister Jennifer and Brother Stacy Lisenby, who passed her in Plainview, shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I called Sister Jennifer a few weeks ago. It was late at night, too. And I said, I'm just having a really bad day. And I needed someone to talk to who's not in my family. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, a, I'm like, I just need someone who's not a part of this situation right. um, to talk through some things with. And that was her response to me. Uh, she said that it's something that Brother Stacy says a lot is that, and I can't remember exactly how she said it, but it's that when the night is the darkest is when the stars are the brightest. And that's been such an encouragement right. to me. It's been my hope at the end of the rope. Um, So many times is that, um, and I did this past weekend, um, we were on our way to meet um, a new dog in the family. (laughs) (laughs) There's been a couple new dogs lately, but we were on our way to meet one of the new dogs. And I just started crying in the car and Joseph was like, oh my gosh, what is it (laughs) that now, you know? And I said, I feel so grateful. I said, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude at um, how the Lord can allow us to be so happy, to have so much joy yeah, and to have so many wonderful, good things going on in a time that is also so sad. Yeah. When I am mourning, um, so multiple things, right. um, in our lives right now, um, how I can in one hand hold on to grief and in the other hand, hold on to joy. I yes. said, I just feel grateful to the point that it brought tears to my eyes and it's definitely been true that in this dark season, um, I have seen some really bright stars. Yeah. Made me think of The Noticer by Andy Andrews. Yes. Uh, that the things that we pay attention to or that we look for, they were they will multiply. Yes. And so when we look for the things to be grateful for, if we look for the hope, yeah. if we look for the stars, 
It multiplies. Yes. That's, I love that. All right, guys. Thank you guys. Thank you all so much for listening today. I hope that whatever season of life that you're in, that you look for hope. Yes. And that it multiplies in your life. And I love you guys. And we will talk to you next Sunday. Next Sunday's a kid's service. Um, so yeah, that'll be a fun be recap. Fun. And we'll see. Well, we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.